In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My brethren, today I would like to speak to you about a very interesting subject. Is there intelligent life outside of Earth? Should we believe we are the only intelligent creatures in the universe? On one side, we have those who will say that man is the only intelligent creature that exists. On the other side, we have those who will defend the idea that we are not alone, that man is not the only intelligent creature in this universe. So what should we think? Has the church spoken about this? Yes, the church has clearly spoken about this matter. We are not, we are not the only intelligent beings created by God. And this is not only a matter of opinion, but it is a dogma, a truth of our faith. We are not the only intelligent beings created by God. But please, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about aliens and flying saucers, no. The other kind of intelligent beings created by God, besides humankind, are the angels. And they don't need flying saucers to get around. So on this day, when the church celebrates the Feast of the Guardian Angels, I thought it would be good to speak with you about the angels, about who they are and what they do. So my brethren, who are the angels? The angels were created by God in the beginning, even before humankind. The common understanding is that God created the angels on the first day. They are that light that was made on the first day of creation. While mankind was created only on the sixth day, So the angels can be called our older siblings. Like us, the angels were created in the image and likeness of God. 
which means that the angels have an intelligence and a will capable of knowing and loving God like us. But an important difference with mankind is that the angels are pure spirits. They don't have a body like we do. And that's why they are invisible to us. Invisible, but real. It is important for us to know that all the angels came good from the hands of God, who created them. But because they had the free will, which is a gift, but also a great responsibility. Because they had the free will, some angels abused their liberty and became evil by their own choice. They rebelled against God and didn't want to obey their Creator. And those who rebelled lost their light and became spirits of darkness, also called demons. And they were cast down from heaven into hell. So we know that angels exist and that there are good and bad angels. But what do angels do? My brethren, God created millions and millions of angels and He divided them in nine different orders or choirs, according to the vocation he had for each of them. The first three choirs, seraphims, cherubims, and thrones, have the special vocation to be solely occupied with the adoration of the Most Holy Trinity. The second three choirs, dominations, powers, and virtues, have the special vocation to govern the cosmos, or the creation, and its elements. And the third three choirs, principalities, archangels, and angels, have the special vocation to guard and defend nations and people. The choir of principalities is responsible for the care of nations and some other institutions. The choir of archangels is the one which presides over the choir of angels and is also responsible for the delivery of important messages and the guard of people with particular important missions. For example, the Incarnation was announced by the Archangel Gabriel, who is also believed by some to have been the guardian angel of our Blessed Mother. 
And finally, we have the choir of angels, the ninth choir, which is the one mainly concerned with the affairs of people. And these are the angels that we call garden angels. And we call the angels of the ninth choir garden angels because God has entrusted to them the care, the guard of mankind. In fact, each man coming to this world is entrusted to the care of an angel that he may guide men in the path of eternal salvation. It is commonly believed that the angel starts his mission with us at our birth, or even before, at our conception. So from the very beginning of our life, this spirit of light is with us. And the angel of God has three main tasks concerning us, which are to protect, to correct, and to intercede for us. So the first mission of our garden angel is to protect us. Our angel protects us from all danger of body and soul. And they do that by either removing from our way things that are harmful or by placing in our mind the thought of going where we would avoid harm. They also defend us from the attacks of the evil spirits, the demons. So we needed to be attentive to the voice, to the inspirations of our angel. He's always trying to guide us. But the problem is that sometimes we just don't listen. The second mission of our garden angel is to correct us. Our angel has the mission to correct us when we turn away from God. If we sin, if we sin, his goal is to make us repent from our faults. If we do not repent, he may even punish us. So we may realize the need we have to return to the Lord. So he may give us a merciful chastisement in order to save our souls. And the third mission of our garden angel is to intercede for us. Our angel is always present with us when we pray. Some saints even said that we should never sit down when we pray, out of respect for the angel of the Lord, 
who is there by our side. So our angel is there to take our prayers, to take our prayers and, and present them to the Lord. And he's also and he also prays with us and for us. So we may obtain what we are asking for, if it is according to the plan of God for our salvation. So to protect, to correct, and to intercede for us. But I am afraid that some of you may still think that this is too nice to be true. You know, children can easily believe these things. But come on, is that really true? Do we really have an angel taking care of us? My brethren, we should not be surprised. Remember, if God was able to send His only begotten Son to die for our sins, why would we be surprised that He sends an angel to protect us? If He gave us His Son, Why not give us a name? This is 100% true. And we find many proofs in the, lives, in the lives of the saints, but also, of course, in the Holy Scriptures. So I would like to share with you a very interesting episode in the New Testament about the garden angel of St. Peter. So St. Peter was in prison, but prayer was made without season by the church unto God for him. And the night preceding the day on which King Herod was to bring him forth for condemnation and execution, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, while the keepers stood watching before the door of the prison. But the Lord wanted to free St. Peter. So he sent an angel to carry out his will. The angel put the two soldiers and the keepers of the prison to sleep. He made the two chains to fall from Peter's hands, and he ordered Peter to hurry up and to follow him. Peter thought he was dreaming, but the angel kept urging St. Peter to follow him. As the angel approached the prison doors, they simply opened up including the iron door leading to the city, Jerusalem. 
seeing himself then free. Outside of the prison, Peter realized what had just happened. And then he said, Now I know that the Lord has sent his angel to rescue me from the power of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jews. And after his liberation, St. Peter went to the house where the disciples were gathered where they were praying for him. And then he knocked at the door, and a servant came. But when she heard Peter's voice, instead of opening the door right away, she went inside and told everybody, Peter is there. Nobody believed her, because they knew that Peter was in prison. So they told her, That's not Peter, but his angel. So they thought it was the angel of St. Peter. But St. Peter continued knocking at the door. And finally they opened. And they saw that it was St. Peter in person. So this passage from the Acts of the Apostles shows clearly that St. Peter had an angel to guard him and that the disciples believed in this truth. So my brethren, we see that it's not a fairy tale, but the belief of the church from the very beginning. And we can also see in this passage the angel of the Lord accomplishing his mission of protecting and guiding St. Peter. As we read in the Old Testament, Behold, I send my angel, who shall go before you and keep you in your journey and bring you to the place I have prepared for you. So, my brethren, let us be aware of the presence of an angel of God by our side. We have to remember that we are not alone, but that our angel is with us, even though we don't see him. Let us respect his presence and not do anything that could be unbecoming. To the angel of God. But let us trust in his protection. Let us accept his corrections. And when we pray. Let us remember that he is there. Praying with us. And for us. Let us be grateful to the providence of God that has given us such a good friend. And may this friendship with our garden angel grow stronger by our faithfulness to follow his inspirations.
Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.